on digital radio across the UK and online. This is Share Radio. Now it's time for a Share Radio special. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Carl Reader, a.k.a. the Startup Coach. Now, each month, Carl has been coming into the studio, bringing in one of his brilliant startup entrepreneurs to talk about how they started their business, what their future plans are, the tips, their fears, their failures, how they got over them. But today we're going to do something slightly different. We're going to be looking into the power of saying yes, both in business and in life. So a very good morning, Carl. Before we start start to talk about saying yes, uh, thank you for saying yes to coming in. But what is the startup coach, first of all? Just remind us who you are. Okay, so the startup coach, I'm Cole Reader. I've advised thousands of businesses across the UK and the author of the startup coach, which you can find in all good bookstores. That mm. was the power of saying yes. Um, yes. The, the book came about because somebody on my Facebook feed um, posted, has anybody written a book about startups or could write a book about startups? So I put my hand up and that's the power of saying yes. Um, but actually, the idea for this topic came about from a combination of things. I saw people, including yourself, Georgie, talking mm-hmm. about the year of yes and the opportunities that have opened up to them. And then specifically for me, I had the good fortune to meet two of the ex-dragons off of the Dragon's Den. First of all, on the Monday, I believe, was James Khan. James Khan was talking to me about the magical opportunities that open up by saying yes. And the fact that you always need to be present and open to what's there in front of you. The next night... I met the um, guy who founded Yo Sushi, Simon Woodruff, who was on the first series. Funnily enough, he said pretty much exactly the yeah. same thing. So it made me realise, you know what, maybe I'm not a nutter saying yes. Actually, maybe there's something to it. Do you, know, you do mention mine, so I will give you the story behind why my New Year's resolution, although it was a bit of a late New Year's resolution. So I have a hashtag, the year of yes. And I can be a little bit shy, I think, Carl. I'm not the sort of person, if anyone says, if you've written a book about this, I'm not going to put my hand up and say, I'll do it. Although I'd probably love to do so. Although this year I'd probably have to. So I decided that hashtag year of yes. And the reason that I did it is because I was asked to give a speech at the Women in Journalism event about what it takes to be a top female financial broadcast today and I'd been given two days I was drafted in as a sub from the subs bench to talk about it and it made me think about how I entered financial journalism in the first place and I was of course a sports journalist for many years and it was only three years before that I that I said yes and I thought and I couldn't work out why I had but I was so glad that I did and I was it made me think about the power of saying yes to becoming a financial journalist, but also saying yes to giving this speech. And then I got asked to do another couple of speaking events. And I thought, well, now I, I like a good challenge. So I'm going to have to keep challenging myself to say yes. So it became, by default, hashtag year of yes. And I do have to say, I've learned as much about the activities that I'm doing. Some of it's work on TV. Some of it is giving speeches or moderating panels as I have about the sort of person I am, what I need. If I don't get really positive feedback, does it naturally mean it's negative? Well, no, it doesn't. But then what sort of a person am I that needs feedback? What, how can I manage that myself? Is that what you find? Uh, completely. And there really is something magical about it. So if you take Richard Branson, when he founded Virgin, Virgin came about from him saying yes. Um, Him saying yes to importing records, which if you read his autobiography, you'll find out the whole story, which is a little bit grubby. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was the power of saying yes. And most businesses have started through somebody just deciding to go for it 
as opposed to sticking with the status quo and what society has told them is normal to do. So actually, I mean, my biggest advice to any business owner is just to take that leap because you never quite know what the opportunity cost is. Mm. And you never know as well what you would like. I mean, I think in certainly broadcasting and I imagine in a lot of businesses, you have a very defined path. In your head, you think, well, I'm going to, let's say, you know, be a journalist and then I'm going to be a presenter and then I'm going to go on this station and I'm going to do this. And actually, when you sort of throw it out into the air and just say, I'm just going to see what comes, you can discover about yourself the things that you really enjoy. But how do you get yourself in a position in which those things come to you. Now, for me, it was LinkedIn. How else can you get yourself? It's because it's not just mindset. You need to be in a position where people will come to you. So, so mindset's a very, very big thing. First of all, you need to be open to stretching yourself. You know, the mind is a muscle. If you go to the gym and you carry on lifting the two and a half kilogram dumbbells and that's all you ever do, you know what? You're not going to be competing as a bodybuilder. You need to stretch yourself. You need to push your physical muscles. And the brain works in the same way. So you need to, first of all, be open to that stretching, open to the new opportunities and be open, the openness to test yourself and the potential fear of failure. How you get yourself in these positions, you, you just need that openness leads you to having your eyes open and spotting where those opportunities could be. Uh, you need to put yourself in the environment where these opportunities can come about. So for yourself, it was LinkedIn. For me, um, I've noticed a lot of opportunities have also come from social media, mm. primarily Twitter. Another area might be going out and meeting people at networking events. Or even if you're queuing up for a coffee, just saying hello to the person next to you, you never quite know where that could end up. Mm. If I was to look at some of the stuff that I've done, um, certainly over the last 18 months, um, from a personal perspective, I decided that, you know, I like to think that I know what I'm talking about. I want to get the word out there. So I've started being open to opportunities for meeting people for coffee. Now, coffee is the best possible way of sharing ideas and getting opportunities. Um, Second only to lunch. The problem with lunch is that food normally gets in the way. But just by sitting there, chewing the fat and deciding what potential opportunities there could be, together with the openness... This stuff just happens. Some advice about, I mean, you've said a lot of things in that, the use of social media, also mindset, psychology as well. But I want to talk about some some of those specifically and, and the idea of coffee or meeting someone. Uh, if you are looking for work or you're looking to grow your business and you've managed to get this you know, great coffee meeting with someone, what do you do then? Do you sort of grab your CV and go and give me a job? Or no, just, no, no. That's the worst so thing you can do. Give us some tips. So... The first thing you need to remember is that anybody you reach out to is actually a human themselves. So they want to be dealt with as a human, not a potential employer or a potential source of opportunities. So you, first of all, you just need to go along and be yourself. Um, their time is valuable. So if you, let's say you reached out to um, a famous author or um, anybody you wanted to reach out to, if you're fortunate enough to get lunch with them, you might think, well, I'm paying for lunch, so I expect X, Y, Z. Actually, that lunch is going to cost you 50 quid. If they were to charge their time on a one-to-one consultancy level, mm. it would be far more than that. So the worst way to do it is approach it with a pick-in-your-brain, take-take-take mindset. The other interesting thing, when, when you reach out to um, potential mentors or um, people who you aspire to um, either open conversation with or get opportunities from... They want something from this too. You know, if they genuinely don't want to meet you, they won't meet you. So if they're turning up, they want something. Now, it might be giving back. 
It might be that they're looking to charge you something, but they're after something. So you need to identify what that is as well and make sure that you fulfil your end of a bargain in some way. It's a lot of this about what they say in sport, and particularly sports journalism, is playing the long game, is if you're patient, then things will naturally progress. Oh, completely. Unfold. Georgie, consistency is the key in business, in uh, marketing, in dieting, in exercise, in whatever, whatever way you look at it. Mm. Um, anything you do in life, consistency is the key. It's not about making a big change overnight. It's about doing little things again and again and again. You know, if you take saving money, for example, if you put a pound away a day, you are going to build your savings uh, because you've got the compounding of interest, plus you've got the fact that you are diligently always putting money away. Um, it's a whole lot better than putting 500 quid in a savings account and not touching it again. You know, losing weight. If you just have a calorie deficit of 200 calories per day, rather than fasting for three days, you're actually going to do a whole lot better doing it over and over again. And then with business, um, with marketing, just drip, drip, drip. Mm. Make sure that you always move towards your goal, but you don't need to achieve your goal on day one. And actually what you'll probably find is it may be a slow starter, but once once you get the ball rolling... Oh, it's Momentum is absolutely key. So let's say um, somebody who wants to start getting speaking slots, for example. Once you do one speaking slot, you might be speaking to 100 people, mm. but in that audience... You never know, there might just be one person who'll book you again. The next audience, there might be two. And the rolling up of that is quite phenomenal to see how that actually happens. How do you keep the momentum going, though, is probably... Caffeine. Apart from caffeine. (laughs) Okay, so there's there's a few aspects to this, and it all comes back to mindset. First of all, you need to have the energy to keep going, um, to not be defeated by the first knockback. Yeah. Um, Look at... For example, KFC. Um, I mean, KFC was founded by a guy, I believe, in his 70s. He'd been knocked back throughout life. And you hear so many stories of people who've had 100 rejection letters and the final one is the one that's yes. Uh, The light bulb, obviously, loads of times it was tried. It only came off at the end. You do need some amazing mental resilience to um, be able to just keep going. You need to keep that energy level up and... Yeah, that's it, really. You just need to be very persistent. Carl Reader, a.k.a. The Startup Coach. We're talking about something that both Carl and I are very passionate about, and this is the power of saying yes, both in business and in life. Saying yes to opportunities that perhaps you don't think you're qualified for and how to get yourself into a position where you can say yes in the first place. Because it's all very well, Carl, we say to people, you know, say yes, but you need to get those offers in the first place. Completely. If you try to stick within your comfort zone, within your um, job, within your social environment you don't change anything how can you expect anything externally to change and you were a big proponent of social media as am i for how we've been in a position where we're saying yes to certain different things for me it was getting a linkedin profile professionally done Mm. but also twitter and facebook i imagine are very useful as well how can you get yourself in a position on social media in which you're looking attractive and you're making the most of what you have to offer. Okay, so on social media, you need to remember, uh, whether you're a business owner or an individual, that people buy from people, not from businesses. So a good thing to do when when working out what you're going to do with social media is to work out what, what's going to make people relate to me, what's going to make people um, understand my core values and ultimately make people want to speak to me. Now, 
hopefully the personality and core values should shine through on what you do. If you try to have a LinkedIn voice and a Twitter voice and a Facebook voice and they're all different, um, then what you'll find is when you actually meet with someone and you have a coffee, there's going to be a disconnect and they're not going to immediately gel with you. And they won't be able to put their finger on why, but it's because you've been incongruent with how you're presenting yourself. The other very important part of this is to make sure that you build your credibility through um, demonstrating what you can bring to the table for anyone that you speak to. So if you've got some great content in your mind, maybe do a blog or do a series of videos, uh, get some content out there and don't be afraid to give it out, whatever the subject is. If you're passionate about parenting, set up a blog about parenting and mm. what you've gone through, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. There's a saying that givers get. So if you pull it out there, then you'll be amazed at the people who will um, pick up on it and reach out to you and just drop you a note saying, saying you know, I've, I've seen your blog, I've listened to your podcast, can you tell me about XYZ? And it's interesting you say that, you know, givers get, because it may require, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with this, being a little bit vulnerable, mm. putting yourself out there, your own experiences. And actually, a lot of my saying yes was because, one, I'd written an article opening up about the fact that I, I suffer from chronic pain, and this next one was the fact that I'm in an industry in which... I was very new to, which is finance, and I had a sporting background, both very vulnerable when you're oh, giving to speeches. And... Massively. No, nobody's been successful without putting their neck on the line. Mm -hmm. And you know, every time that you stand up and do a speaking slot, you have potentially 100, 200 people prepared to shoot you down at any point. And you need to understand that actually, when you're speaking, I'm using public speaking as an example here, the people in the audience are normally just relieved that it's not them up there. <laughs> yes. And secondly... They are normally just counting down the time to the coffee break. Now, if you set that as the bare minimum, anything you can do over and above that is great. Going back to the more general aspect of putting content out there and making a name for yourself in whatever your area of passion is, there is always the chance that people will try and shoot you down. You know, the worst thing that you can do is put a couple of bits of content out there and listen to your mates. Because the first thing they will do, they, they will... They will look at it and say, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? Why aren't you um, coming out to the pub? Or why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? Whatever it is. They will question it. And probably if they're good enough mates, they will take the mickey out of it. But actually, you need to just push through that, um, get through the fear of rejection and see what happens. You say they're the, the voices of your friends, but perhaps the one voice that is the one that's going to hold you back is your own how on earth do you quieten that voice in your head that says, you can't do this, you can't stand in front of that stage and give this speech? Do you know, I would love to be able to answer that from personal experience. Um, however, I seem to lack that voice. I, I have to be honest. Let I, me jump in, because I, I don't lack <laughs> personally, that voice. Personally, I lack that voice, um, so I can't comment too much. What I have seen is people who do try and put themselves up you need to just be reassured that you know enough about what you're going to do, that you're prepared. You know, some of my colleagues have uh, been on national TV having not spoken to a room of more than six people before. So they've gone from six people elevated to speaking to millions. But provided that they know deep down in their heart that actually they know what it is they're going to talk about, it's not going to be anything unexpected and actually they know far more than the average listener, then actually everything's fine. In my hashtag year of yes, what I would add to that is how do you quieten those voices is explore the things that you are good at. And it may not conventionally be what you think you should be good at for what you're doing, 
But what have you done in the past that puts you in a position in which you are here? If you are speaking at an event, why have people asked you at that event? I was talking about financial journalism and back in the day, three years ago when I was a financial journalist, I was still a journalist. Mm. I was still a broadcaster. And that will not change whatever you do. Transferable skills are massive. And I think when you get that sweet spot of, even if it's something that's completely outside of your current role or position... If you've got transferable skills, if you can manage to combine that with a passion as well, Mm. put the two of those together. Uh, The passion itself will give you an insatiable need to just learn, 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 find out as much as you can, keep up to date. So that that will give you more than enough content to write about, more than enough content to speak about. And the process of going through that and making sure that you are the very best at what you're talking about or what you know should hopefully calm those fears. I'd also suggest, and we'll talk about some books as well, Dr. Carol Dweck, who wrote Mindset. Uh, there's also a TED Talk on it as well. This, The idea that a growth mindset, when you do something, explore how you feel about it. You know, It may not be perfect every time, and practice makes perfect. We know that in whatever we do. We're not going to yes. start picking up a language and be an expert at it. Why on earth, if you say yes to giving a public speech, do you expect to be an expert at it? But learn about the things that you think you did well, the things you didn't, get feedback, and look at it as an opportunity to grow yourself, Definitely. not as a one to put yourself Definitely. down. Definitely, and fe- they say feedback is the breakfast of champions. I'm really glad you picked up on the phrase growth mindset, because my belief is that the education system in the past hasn't opened people up enough to mm. thinking outside of a traditional nine to five employed by a big corporation yeah. norm. Um, however, I was pleasantly surprised. My stepdaughter actually came home from school a few months ago and was talking about how she wanted a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. Oh, Isn't that fantastic that junior schools are now teaching that at such an early age? And actually, some of us who have been um, institutionalised into working for a big corporate or the nine to five, even if it's a small business, we kind of accept that that's how it should be so mm-hmm. there's no other possibilities. And actually, we're the ones who need to open up our mind, get that growth mindset, and who knows what's out there. I wonder as well how it translates. We've spoken a lot about business, but in life and love, I think a lot of people have, you know, can have a growth mindset in business and a fixed mindset in love if you've been hurt in the past. Completely. Um, And this helps in all areas. So there's a book called The Secret, which you might have heard of. Um, The Secret is is all about the law of attraction and, and effectively it's open your eyes and see what's out there. Um, Another one, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Keep your eyes open. The stuff's out there. You just need to see it. And it applies across your life, across your business, across your career, whatever aspect of your life. As long as you're open to these opportunities, they they tend to happen. What would be the one thing then that you would leave anyone with when talking about hashtag year of yes, the power of yes? I think that I would just add another hashtag to that, which hasn't been used, but you know what? I'm going to have to use it on my Twitter and Facebook today, which is you can do it. You look at anybody else who's achieving what you want to achieve, you can actually do it. You can be there. You just need to open your mind, work out how to do it, and then consistently apply the steps that you need to. Carl Reader, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for saying yes every time you've come on our show. Thank you, Georgie.